Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind. Today, I have the pleasure of sharing with you my recent conversation with best-selling author and Moms on Call co-founder, Laura Hunter. Moms on Call is an amazing ministry designed to encourage and equip moms with helpful parenting resources for the newborn stage all the way up through the toddler years. I personally became familiar with Moms on Call shortly after my eldest was born, and I really do mean it when I say that their resources are packed full of wisdom. And my conversation with Laura that you're about to listen to is full of wisdom too. In our chat, we talk a lot about the challenges of those early years of parenthood, what it looks like to parent out of a place of confidence and truth and how to find grace in all of the chaos. I have a feeling that this episode is going to be empowering and encouraging for you and that you will walk away from this conversation feeling more confident in your abilities as a mom no matter the stage of motherhood you are in. Before we dive in, I want to take a quick second to tell you about my Moms in Pursuit online course that's designed to equip moms of little ones with truths and tools that can help them see more of God's presence and hear His voice more clearly, even in the busyness of everyday motherhood. If you've been struggling to connect to God or are wondering how on earth you're supposed to have that quiet time in the Word when your house is far from quiet, this course is for you. Through seven modules, I walk you through five different ways we can connect with God and just as importantly, what it looks like to approach these things from a place of grace. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had to learn a lot about what it means to walk in grace since becoming a mom, especially when it comes to growing my relationship with the Lord, which is why I'm so passionate about encouraging other moms in the same thing. So if you want to learn more about my Moms in Pursuit course, you can visit soulcarefortheneumom.com forward slash moms in pursuit or click the link in the show notes of today's episode. All right, guys, it's time to dive into my conversation with Laura. So grab a pen and notebook if you're able, because you are about to hear some powerful, powerful truths for us moms to cling to today. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So excited to be here. I am too. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yes, I am too. And I'm really excited to hear more about Moms on Call and the work that you do with that. Um, And I know that our listeners are really going to be excited about that too. Um, Before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit more about you and your family and what you do? Yes, I would love to. So I have five children. I have Kayla, who is 28, Allison is 20, Blake and Patrick are 17, and Little Handsome, who we call Brent, is almost 16. <laughs> so, you know, it's always so funny when I talk about that because, you know, Jim and I never dreamed that we would have five children. We were kind of like a two-kid <laughs> kind of family, you know, the dog, the cat, you know, that perfect kind of um, white picket fence situation. My husband's 10 years older than I am. And so, you know, we had Kayla and couldn't get pregnant and tried and miscarried and finally got pregnant with Allison. And we were, we really were like, great, this is good. We're good. Um, Got pregnant unexpectedly with what we thought was number three, had two ultrasounds. We listened to the heartbeat (laughs) at every visit. They swore it was only one. Oh my and at goodness. 20 weeks, found out it was identical twin boys. 
Oh my goodness. Got over the shock of it. And we thought, okay, we can handle this. This is good. And, uh, and then and Jim had a vasectomy when the twins were a couple months old. And 10 months later, I was oh, pregnant with goodness. number five. So there's actually oh, 18 months wild. difference between the twins and Brent. <laughs> and uh, so it, it is kind of funny. And, and I still just, there are times Jim and I just kind of sit and look at each other like, really? How did we get here? You know? Oh, my goodness. I so, love that. Yeah, so it is a lot of fun, and, and it's noisy. Nobody could have prepared me for how loud my house would be, you know? <laughs> I, I, it's, and it's still loud, even though my kids are almost grown and two of them are out of the house. Um, it is still just loud from the time we get up in the mornings to the time we go to bed. There is just always stuff going on. And I know, I know one day I will miss that, I am sure. So true. So true. And you've been a pediatric nurse for a long time, too, yes, as well. Yes, been a pediatric nurse for, I guess, going on about 25 years now. And um, my, I, I did retire uh, from my last job. So up until 20 years ago, or up until, sorry, up until a year and a half ago, for 20 years, I took the after hours calls at North Atlanta. Mm -hmm pediatrics, one of a busy pediatric practice here in Atlanta. And, um, and so I took all the after hours calls. So I was on call about 90 hours a week and took anywhere wow. between, you know, 100, 200, 300 calls a week sometimes in the busy season was not unusual. And uh, so that is a whole lot of calls. But I did retire from that uh, about a year, year and a half ago. Um, but it it was it was preparation. That's what it was. It was preparation um, for moms on call, and yeah. so that's actually where I met Jennifer. So Jennifer and I worked at the same practice. We worked in the office some, and then we also, you know, we were taking those after hours calls. And uh, and she has a set of twins exactly a year older than mine. So we oh, were wow. able to really, 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 you know, connect. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's really where Moms on Call started. You know, I, I often think back to, you know, why did I have to have five children? You know, somebody could have gave me a warning that I was going to be a, a, the mom of five kids. But um, hindsight really is twenty twenty because I don't yeah. know that we could have created Moms on Call if I hadn't been in each of those situations. You know, because in my own home and, and many families out there know that, you know, you can think you're going to do things one way, but different situations and different seasons of life sometimes dictate that changes happen. And so in my own home, I have nursed. I've nursed and done bottles. I did formula only with one of my kids. And so regardless of you know, what situation I may find myself now in moms on call speaking to families around the world, I'm able to say, you know what, I've kind of been there. I've, I've done right. that. I've had multiples. I've had creamies. I've had full-term babies. And really, um, I go back to, you know, God was preparing me for a dream at the time that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. And that is, you know, just, it's mind-blowing when you think back and you look and you say, gosh, you know, I went into a house the other day, I guess um, about a week and a half ago, and, and mom had adopted this sweet little baby, and she couldn't nurse, of course, she had adopted, 
And I was able to look at that mom in the face and say, you know what? The way we feed our children is not near as important as the heart of the one who's doing the feeding. And Mm. when you watch her shoulders and her face like, oh, I have so got this, you know, Uh, I am enough. And um, so I'm just, it's always so sweet to think back of of how God was was preparing me for many different situations that I had no idea I was even going to go into. Oh, that is just beautiful. And I I just love how he planted that dream on your heart. But he was the one who paved the way for it to happen. That is just that is just such a God thing. I know it is so crazy. And, you know, and that's, you know, that brings us kind of to the to the foundation of Moms on Call. So at the nudge of one of the docs in the practice, uh, we began going into the homes of families here in Atlanta, you know, kind of to do those basics and mm-hmm. what we, you know, nail clipping and bathing and suctioning the nose and you know what, how to even put a diaper on. I mean, there were just right. some basic things that you can go to a class before you have that little one, but it's not reality until you bring <laughs> that baby into your home. And Um, And so what we began doing was going into the homes and the hope for Jennifer and I was to be one voice out of the many that were trying to speak into how people were doing this thing called parenting. Mm -hmm. And it exploded beyond anything that we would have ever dreamed of. And people from other practices were calling and letters were coming in of babies sleeping through the night, which actually was a byproduct and not our intention. We didn't create Moms on Call to be some big known for our sleeping methods. That's not what we did. Um, We created it because we wanted to make sure that there was a consistent consistent voice out there. And um, so the letters that were coming in, now this was 16 years ago. um, The letters that were coming in was, I can't believe how much more confident I am as a parent. And we were like, what? This is crazy. And, and so we began thinking of the parents we talked to at two in the morning. And we began to think about that mom, you know, who's exhausted. And how many times do we as moms um, get told, that's just the way it is, you know, right, oh, well, yeah. that's just the way it is. And, and so we began to dream about a resource that could be a different voice. And, um, and so we try really hard to be a voice of hope and encouragement a voice of confidence, because we were there. Jennifer and I were in the middle of the loads of laundry, the dirty floors, the no showers, you know, the meals that had to be cooked and the homework that had to be done. We were right there, uh, walking it out right alongside many of the families that we were going into the homes with. And so long story short, you know, we've sold over 150,000 books And we've partnered personally with well over 10,000 families from around the world. And, you know, we don't don't have a marketing team. We don't have a PR team. Literally everything that has happened with Moms on Call has been word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And because of the purpose that was set forth way before we even knew uh, what we would be doing. And it couldn't have happened. It could not have happened uh, without... God and and him setting forth that plan. Yes. And I, 
I've read I've read the Moms on Call books, all three of them, and I agree that it does instill a confidence in parents when they yeah. read it because I know that me as a new mom, I had a lot of questions, but it felt overwhelming to even try to find an answer. Because when you go on the internet, there's all kinds of opinions, all kinds of expert advice. And yet they might all be saying different things. And you (laughs) just don't know what direction to go in. And what I loved about your books um, is that they just walk you through step by step from a place of wisdom, but also I feel like a place of grace. And that was just so important to me because I, you know, I'm that person who wanted to do everything just right. But as I'm reading your books, I'm feeling more confident in the knowledge that I don't have to do everything just right. Things will fall into place naturally as I, as I start implementing more strategies. And you're right about how, you know, sleep training wasn't necessarily your goal, but it definitely Uh became a byproduct um, of being able to get babies to sleep. And gosh, that is just so valuable for new moms. It is. And when you, you know, when you're sleeping, then we, we absolutely can be, you know, better. We can handle the bad days. And, and I often say, you know, to my new families, I'm like, look, we're just hoping for more good days than bad. I still say that in my own house and my kids are about grown guys, you know, if we could just have more good days than bad this week, it's a winner, you know? And, um, but yes, you know, I think the biggest thing we are known for is getting those little ones to sleep. Um, that is one of the things, but I'll tell you the word that I hate is sleep training. You know, I hate that word. I hate sleep training. And I know, I think we even probably say that word even in our book somewhere. But, you know, the first few months, we're not sleep training. That's not possible. But what we are doing is we're helping to create some really great habits. So creating a routine with these little ones lets us know what to expect. And to me, a routine gives us flexibility and predictability. But um, like you had said, that lack of confidence, that, that is what um, Jennifer and I have really noticed. So even 16 years ago, when all those letters were coming in saying, oh, I can't believe how much more confident we are, I would still say that we have seen a shift in the last year and a half or two years where that lack of confidence seems to even be worsening. And I don't know if some of that is because of social media, you know, it's just in our face all the time about how perfect everybody else's lives are. Right. Um, And then when we turn to those 900 closest Facebook friends for parenting advice, we end up getting confused. And I think we're unable to make a decision, like you said, because of that information overload. Mm -hmm. So We are trying really, really hard to encourage our Moms on Call families to limit the amount of voices. They don't need another expert even telling them what they're doing Uh, because the truth is they have everything that they need. They don't need another expert. They don't need another suggestion of the top 10 must-have gadgets guaranteed to, you know, make your infant perfect that we all see. Um, (laughs) But what we need is a voice that's truthful and a voice that's consistent. And they just need to believe they can do it. I need to believe that I can do it. And so we believe in you, the parent. 
that's who we believe in. And so if we can consistently send that message that you've got this, you can so do it, man, we're doing incredible. Yes, yes. And what I especially love about your books is that you don't just talk about those early, early years with the newborns. You also talk a lot about toddlerhood. And I'm, yes. I'm, I'm in the thick of that right now. And oh, I've boy. Had to go back. Yes, I've had to go back to your books to take a look at some of the things you have to say about this season because it's it's tricky and it's challenging and it's like just just when you thought that you made it out of the woods and you know your kid is sleeping and you've got a good routine and now here comes tantrums and disciplining and not knowing how to how to give them the the things that they want and how to explain emotions to them and I one of the things that I picked up on out through your books and that I I just recently saw was part of your mission statement is that at Moms on Call you believe in parenting out of truth instead of out of fear. And for oh, me that's a big one because yes, it's so easy to discipline and to treat our kids out of fear. Yes. Um whether that's we are harsher than we should be or we aren't or we aren't strict enough like we should be. And um, for the mom who's listening to this and she's feeling like she's parenting out of fear, maybe she's feeling anxious or like she has to fight for control in some way. I'm wondering, can you unpack for that mom what it means to parent out of truth instead? You know, what we've found over all these years is that increase in, we kind of call it fear parenting. You know, if your kids eat this one non-organic apple, one time they're going to grow up with three different heads or, you know, <laughs> or if your kid doesn't go to this school or get that teacher, you know, then everything's going to be ruined. And, or, you know, my little one cried for 20 minutes when I took the swaddle away and, and they're going to feel abandoned. And mm. so we try to really encourage parents to look at the truth. And the truth is our kids are loved. Every single need is met. They can't feel abandoned if they aren't. And even though there are some times that I have considered getting on a plane and going to Mexico and not come back. <laughs> Haven't we all? So my kids <laughs> I've can't been there. abandoned if, I, if they're not abandoned. And so we're just going to kind of put that on the wayside. But you see, God has given us exactly what we need to do this parenting thing. And so when we kind of redirect those thoughts and go back to his truth before we listen to the world's opinions, man. That is where that foundation is found. And so one of the things that I love to ask is how would you parent differently if you knew that your kids would be okay? If you knew your kids would be okay, how would you parent differently? Because you see, the truth is we have to know that you know, we there's incredible marketing teams out there because, you know, if you buy this thing there, it's going to keep your kids, you know, safe or it's going to it's going to allow your kids to be reading at 18 months old, you know, the uh, encyclopedia. So um, we have to kind of kind of wipe away those voices. It all goes back to how many voices we're allowing into our homes and allowing us to dictate what we're doing. So we've got to be able to find that truth and always go back. So many times I can't kind of 
I always can't um, distinguish where that's coming from, where that fear and that anxiety is coming from. So I have a baseline. My baseline is my kids are safe, they're loved, and they can do what I'm asking them, them to do or not do. My kids are safe and loved. And if I parent out of that truth, then I tend to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. And I, I've seen that for myself just firsthand, just how even in the way that I, you know, implement discipline, oh. I'm not as afraid of doing the wrong thing when I know what my motive is. And my motive is love. Right. And, and that's that such a such a big thing. Yes. And, you know, we often say, you know, our kids are strong adaptable and resilient. Oh man. Again, if we can, if we put that on a sticky note and put it everywhere in the house, <laughs> you know, our kids are strong, adaptable and resilient. And so are you as parents. So, you know, I'm really upfront saying I'm not perfect. My kids are not perfect. And we need to know that in our homes, that it's a place where failure and imperfection is allowed. Mm. And, you know, because in our homes is where our kids learn how grace and mercy work. If they don't learn that in our home, they're definitely not going to learn it at school. I'm just saying. And so I've been known, you know, you talk about, you know, disciplining your kids. I've been known to overreact a time or two in a situation, you know, like, um, I can remember one time in particular, um, Blake had, had walked into the house after school. You know, they'd been at school since 7.30 in the morning. It's now 4 mm-hmm. o'clock in the evening. He walks in the door. He hadn't even put his book bag down. And I was on his case about a grade or a, an assignment he hadn't turned in or something, you know. And, I mean, I was just like, you know. And, um, and I had to come to the boy and say, man. I really could have handled that better. I am Mm. so sorry. And, you know, so now the boy gets the chance to see how forgiveness is asked for and how to give that forgiveness. So our homes are that first place that our kids get to see that at work. And I'll tell you, I loved when my kids fail because then they figure out how to get back up. And I want them to figure out how to get back up in the confines and security of my home. So I think that we have to lay down our expectations of how things are supposed to be and know that the truth is these kids are loved beyond measure. In an amazing home, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. And, uh, And so I think if we can constantly remind ourselves that our kids are strong, adaptable, and resilient, we're going to get through this together. Yes, I love that. I'm wondering what words of encouragement do you have for the mom who feels like she's the failure or like she's the one who's constantly doing the wrong thing? I love that. And um, one of the things that, that you'll hear us say sometimes is that we have to lay down that foreverness of Mm. every decision of every day. It's okay if we choose the wrong sports activity or your kids end up twirling like a ballerina on the soccer field, you know, instead of running after the the ball. I think that we have to step back and say, you know what, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to lean into the one who is. 
I'm going to get up. I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to do the next best thing. Yeah. I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to take one step forward. And one of the things that I love is um, prioritizing over balance. You know, you'll often hear, you know, social media talking about living the balanced life. We have to live the balanced life. You know, everybody's got to have everything just right. And, yeah. and I'm going to tell you, my life is not balanced. There's no such thing as a balanced life. Because I want you to think of it this way. So in my home, I have three things that are really my top three priorities. So I prioritize over balance. But the reason is if I take those three things which in my house is my faith, my family, and then my business. So if I have those three things as my top three priorities, if those are balanced, guess what happens? Nothing ever gets 100%. So those three things will get, you know, my faith will get 33% and my family will get 33% and my business is going to get 33% because that's balanced. So nothing ever gets 100% of me. So what I started doing was really kind of looking at, okay, those are my top three priorities. And and the order of those priorities will sometimes shift from day Mm -hmm. to day. So a lot of times the night before or early in the morning, I'll kind of write down, these are my priorities. What has to get done today? You know, sometimes my business has to come before my family for a couple of hours. Because you know what, we're shooting a new video and I've got to be filming videos from seven in the morning till seven at night. And, you know, so that day, the truth is the business has to happen. Right. But those are my three priorities and the order of those priorities change from day to day. And so I think for me, my faith, my family and my business are my top three and I'm going to do everything that I can. Uh, to keep those things at the top of my list so that I'm just not dragging around this baggage of trying to, you know, get everything done, everything perfectly, everything right, every single second of every single day. Because you know what? That is exhausting. And when we're doing those things, there's no way that we'll be able to live a life that uh, shows that grace. And, um, and it is, it is a difficult thing to do. So my hope is, is that parents will lay down the foreverness. Cause I think that's what we get stuck on first. It's the foreverness of every decision that we make. And then if we make the wrong decision, we think that everything is ruined forever. And that's just not the truth. That's just not the truth. Mm, that is so good. And I, I'm just now thinking of all the things that I have struggled with feeling like Mm. the foreverness of it, you know, like I think about the times when I grew extremely upset about how I couldn't clean my house to the standard I wanted to clean it. Yes, that's a big one. Because we think, you know, this is our home, we should take care of our home. And so we put this idea in our head of, well, that means I have to dust every week. That means it always has to be vacuumed. I can't yep. leave toys on the floor at the end of the day. And at some point, I, I think I was pregnant with my second. My kids are 19 months apart. So oh I, still had, I still had a young one. And I just remember saying to my husband, like, I don't care anymore. And I don't mm. want to care anymore because it's exhausting to it try to exhausting. keep up with the ideals in our head. 
but it's that you're right it's that key of realizing it's not forever it's not and forever. then you can have grace for it so that's right. now like I look at my house and even though it's still not what I wish it could be, I know that this is just a season. And it's I think that so many of us moms, yes, we need to remember this is just a season. Whether whether we're talking about not sleeping through the night <laughs> yeah. or or having to make bottles every few hours or feeling like everything is revolving around your kids' nap schedule yes. and and, you know, these are all just so many common struggles that, you know, everyone, everyone experiences, but it just feels so overwhelming. It seems um, overwhelming yes. and it makes, and we seem, we feel isolated. We feel, yes. you know, even though we have all these technology advances at our fingertips, we find ourselves alone. And mm. I really try to encourage, you know, I hate to have one more thing on your to-do list by any means. Um, but I do love it when you have two or three people that are in your corner that are like-minded that you can reach out to and say, you know what, my house is a mess, but I need you to come over and just have a cup of coffee with me. Mm. I just need you to come and sit amongst the, the loads of laundry and my dirty floors. And can, can we just talk about something, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that's so important that we try to keep some face-to-face time uh, with some of our friends. And because I think that we live in a world that it's, you know, we're just kind of da- face down and push through, face down and push through. And I think that we're missing some of that interaction face-to-face. So, you know, try to find a really good Bible study, even if it means you have to pack up the kids and the kids get off schedule that Wednesday morning, you know, try to find um, a little Bible study or something that can get you face to face with some people. We need our people. (laughs) We need our people and um, and make that a priority. And one of the things real quick that I wanted to, to share is starting this year. And again, I don't want it to be one more to do list, but I knew that I needed to be a little more intentional with reading the word. I just, it wasn't one of those things that were at the top of my list. And so I started getting up a little bit earlier in the mornings and it may be only 15 minutes. I'm just being honest, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would sit there and I started, I said, I'm going to start in Psalms. That's where I'm going to start because that's a good place to start when you're trying to really be intentional with the word. And, and so what I started doing was I'll read two or three chapters. And as I'm reading, I take a word that stands out and I just write it in the margin of my Bible. So it may be, you know, joy or praise or, you know, um, valiantly was one of the words last week. Mm. And, And I just write those just one or two words as I'm reading. I just jot them down on the on the side margin of of where I'm reading. And after I go two or three chapters, I get my journal out and I take those words and write a prayer. And I am telling you, it has rocked my world. And I don't always read it. So I'll write the prayer in my journal using those words. And then maybe a week later, I'll go back and read what was written a week or two ago. And man, the Lord has a way of taking his word, filling it into me, me pouring it back out to him and him pouring it back into me. It's Mm. incredible. And um, so I highly recommend just, 
you know, set, it may be five minutes, it may be 10 minutes, but we need to, to kind of set that time apart because his, his truth, not mom's on call truth, not your best friend who did everything perfectly truth, his truth is what matters. And, and he calls you beloved and he walks with you through the good and the bad days and through those piles of laundry and those dirty floors you were talking about. And really, he walks with us through our imperfections. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think that we have to step back and allow him to do what he's wanting to do, which is walk with us. He wants yes. to walk with us through those days to days. And, and the other thing that I'm really intentional about is our evenings with our family. I like the phrase, set this time apart. Because as our get, kids get older, that time, and you know, in the books, we call it tender time. It's that bath, that time <laughs> after bath and before our kids go to bed, that's where their hearts are open to instruction. So this is where you get to discipline. It's where you get to pray over your kids. And this is what I want people to take away. It's also where you get to speak in to who your kids are. Mm. And who they are becoming. Because you see, if, if we're allowing the voices of the world to speak into our kids, that's not truth. I want the voice that's speaking into who my kids are to be mine and their dads. I want us to be saying you're kind and you're uh, giving and you're compassionate. and You're going to do a better job at being nice to your brother tomorrow because that's who you are. But if that, those voices, those words aren't speaking over our kids and we're allowing the, the world to speak into who they're becoming, um, that's not okay. That's not okay. So I want to make sure that we're intentional when we speak in to who our kids are and who they're becoming. Because at the end of the day, those words are spoken back over me as well. So, you know, we talked about a little grace and one of the the things that I want to make sure that everybody out there takes away from this today is that today, give yourself a little grace in the chaos. It's one of our uh, statements that we've been using probably for a couple of years is we all just need a little grace in the chaos. And if we allow and extend that grace to be in our chaos, Man, are we able to love better? Are we able to be kind? Are we able to be present in the day-to-day of reality? And our realities are different from person to person and family to family. And it's okay. It's okay to choose to be a stay-at-home mom and raise your kids. Or it's okay to be a working mom. And, but hey, you know what? Go back to the truth, just like we said earlier. Our kids are strong, adaptable, and resilient, Mm -hmm. and so are you. Oh, I love that so much, and that grace and the chaos—that's just oh, it's so good. And it and it doesn't even have to be, you know, it it can be as simple as little moments throughout your day. You know, I love what you said about how you know even just five or ten minutes (laughs) spent in the Word can be that little pocket yes. of grace yes, yes yes just fine yes. i i found that i found that i used to think that because i only had five minutes 
it was better oh. to not spend any time at all. And I think I that found was, myself yes, there too. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. and it's a very, it's this, you know, legalistic perfectionist yes. mindset that we yes. have, but, but when eventually realize, you know, wow, it's been a long time since I've spent time in the word, you know, or it's a long time yes. since I've prayed or because I was waiting for that picture perfect moment. Moment. I that doesn't instead, come. It doesn't yes, come. it never comes. You're it's right. Come. <laughs> there's there's no quiet time in a house. Nope. It's not quiet. No. Uh, but I have found that instead I started looking for just those five minutes. So my car rides to the park turned oh. into a time for me to pray. Yeah. Or those, you know, five minutes with my husband while we're, you know, waiting for dinner to be made, you know, we're yeah. heating it up in the microwave. That's our <laughs> That's chance right. to, to talk about what's on our hearts and oh. to pray. And it's yeah, the grace and the chaos that really is grace and so the chaos. Key. That yes, is I that is what we're going to hold on to especially nowadays because it is. Life is chaotic. Life is chaotic mm-hmm. and there's always it something. Is. Whether you're in the midst of a newborn that you're just trying to feed and and get them, you know, get them sleeping or the toddler who is, you know, never hushes and is running all over the place or, you know, or that teenager, you know, that just sits at the table and looks at you and says, man, that test today was horrible. You know, mm-hmm. it is always something going on. And so, you know, seasons change. But if we can give ourselves a little grace in the chaos, we'll be able to make it through that day to day. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, um, and our books, you know, we have the, the three books we have. We only go through four years. Although there is a whole lot of stuff in that toddler book that can pertain to a teenager, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and, you know, we do have one of my favorite things to, to mention is the Toddler by Design app. Um, it's a little app that you kind of take this little quiz just to see how your kid is made and how they're bent. It doesn't always mean that they're exactly that way. But then we give you really helpful tips and phrases because... You know, when you've got a toddler that is a social toddler, they just want to be the center of attention. It doesn't matter where they are. They want to be, they're jumping, they're, look at me, look at me, look at me. And, And so how do we as a parent parent the kids that we were given? according to how they were designed. And so that toddler by, um, by design app has really been a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. So highly recommend checking that out. And yes, uh, you know, we're here for you guys. And that's, we want to be a voice of hope and encouragement that that is 100% our goal is to just be a voice of hope and encouragement amongst all the voices out there that are anything but Yes, I agree. And I'm definitely going to be putting the link to that app and as well as your books in the show Excellent. notes because I definitely want more. It's to so much fun. Out. Yeah, it's a yes. lot of fun. Yes. Where else can our listeners find you online? So, so we do have, you know, momsoncall.com is, is the best place to see. And we do have some really exciting stuff coming out in uh, this summer. So stay tuned. Cannot wait to be able to talk about that. Um, but we also have a Facebook, uh, you know, page as well. Um, our Instagram page. I don't know if you have what seen our Instagram page. Yes, I it follow is, you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, we started. I guess almost exactly a year ago, um, we did this Instagram page, and my oldest daughter, uh, Kayla, says, "Mom, can can I just 
take that over, please. You know, it's like she was begging, you know, <laughs> can I just please take that over? And, and I was like, sure. And, and it has, she is just the most create. God has just designed her with this mind. That's incredible. So oh, highly wow. recommend to check that out. We try to throw out some encouraging things out there just to, mm-hmm. to get some parents through the day to day. And uh, so Instagram, of course, is awesome. Uh, and we do occasionally do some live events in the area. We try to post those uh, as we know those in advance. And um, But we're really excited. Website's the best place, though, that tries to keep up. And we have a newsletter and um, those type things as well. Yes, I I know that I can't remember who it was because I, I wasn't able to attend. But one of you guys spoke at um, our local mom's club. Um, oh, fun. We had, an, we had an event. It was a while ago. But and that was actually when I first started learning about moms on call and when oh, someone passed that. along the books to me. So oh, um, I love it. So it's just it. so fun. You're right. It, it, you guys are getting around by word of mouth and it's it because you're speaking good truth. That's right. And it's a lot of fun. We would not yes. have it any other way. We're having a blast and uh, we're going to keep doing what, what we're called to do. Uh, and, and we just, we love it. We have a lot of fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I really do believe that so much of what you said is going to be a huge encouragement to our listeners today. It it was just, it was phenomenal. Well, thanks for having me, Jesse. And I'm really excited. And remember to give yourself a little grace in the chaos. Oh, for sure. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's still, that's still something that I am having to walk through and learn every day, but it's, it's a good lesson to be learning. Perfect. Sounds good, Jesse. All right. Well, thank you again. We'll have to chat soon. Sounds good. Bye. Hey, friends, if you haven't already, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a review for this podcast on iTunes or in your Apple podcast app. Getting more reviews and ratings helps Soul Care for the New Mom get more exposure, which means more moms listening and more moms being filled with gospel truths and encouragement for their motherhood journey. I definitely want to see Soul Care continue to grow, and you can help with that with your review. Plus, I love hearing your feedback and getting an idea of what this podcast has meant to you. So when you get a chance, please be sure to do that. That would truly bless me today.